Episode 66 of the Ferris Podcast of them all. Joshua Ferris here with you this week. It's Halloween season, so we have to do a spooky edition of the Ferris Podcast of them all. So what we're going to be talking about this week is the most common phobias in the U.S. We'll run through, we'll talk about each one. I'll admit which ones I have, and we'll see which ones you have as well. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're going to be talking about the most common phobias of adults in the U.S. It's important to note that 9.1% of people in the United States have a specific type of phobia. Many times the intensity of the phobia will vary greatly from person to person, but all forms of phobias can be treated. Most phobias can be treated with cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, which encourages different ways of thinking in response to fear, oftentimes incorporating exposure to the fear itself. So like I said, we're going to be talking about the 12 most common phobias that are prevalent in the United States. First one, the most common fear in the United States is arachnophobia. And for those of you who don't know, that is the fear of spiders. This actually affects 30.5% of the U.S. population. I'll be the first one to admit to you, I don't necessarily have arachnophobia, but I don't want spiders crawling around all over me. I would be content with them not being there. So I'd say I'm slightly afraid, but I'm not like horrified of them. Like I can tolerate them. It says arachnophobia is fear of spiders that goes beyond the desire to kill one when you see it in your home. People with arachnophobia will become extremely anxious at the sight of a spider, usually jumping, screaming, or just freezing dead in their tracks. These reactions can sometimes be evoked by a mere picture of a spider. People with arachnophobia will avoid places where spiders might even be found at all costs. This often means not participating in outdoor activities, such as camping or hiking. They will refuse to come in close proximity to spiders, especially getting close enough to kill or remove them from their home. They will often require help from another person in order to do so. Arachnophobia is thought to develop from an innate fear of spiders that are venomous, which would result in negative effects um, or death if you were to be bitten. So that is the biggest fear. Like I said, I don't really have arachnophobia. I said I don't really like spiders, but I'm not going to scream and jump and avoid doing things because of that. The second most common fear in the United States, and I will say, these are some crazy words here, so I'm probably not going to be pronouncing these correctly, but I'm going to give it my best shot here on the Ferris podcast of them all. And with that being said, we have to attempt the second greatest fear in the United States, and that is... Ophidiophobia, which is the fear of snakes. This affects 22% of the U.S. population. Ophidiophobia is a fear of snakes. Like I said, this can sometimes be confused with herpetophobia, which is a fear of reptiles in general. 
But people with opodiophobia are specifically afraid of snakes. They'll be startled at the sight of a snake, oftentimes jumping, screaming, crying. Similar to arachnophobia, people with opodiophobia will avoid places where snakes may be found and avoid participating in outdoor activities, like we mentioned, camping or hiking. Unlike arachnophobia, though, the fear is less likely to be induced simply by just looking at a picture. It's the actual real presence of a snake itself. On the other hand, though, like arachnophobia, this phobia is thought to be an innate fear of being bitten by a venomous snake. It can also be derived from a traumatic experience with a snake, such as being startled by one, hissed at, or in the past as a young child, maybe you were bitten by a snake, so you get this fear. Now, personally, again, I'm not a fan of snakes. You're not going to see me, you know, having one as a pet. You're not going to see me ever picking one up and, and hanging out with it, having it my best friend, but I'm not going to scream and run and jump and cry at the, at the side of one. So I would say I don't have this, but I'm definitely not a fan of snakes. That brings us to number three on the list of top fears in the U.S., glossophobia, which is the fear of public speaking, glossophobia. It affects nearly the same percentage of the U.S. population as uh, the previous mention. Number two, the fear of snakes. Glossophobia is a fear of public speaking. This can be seen as a variant of social anxiety disorder, but it's more specific in that people with glossophobia are afraid of talking in front of groups of people. This fear can vary widely from becoming very nervous when standing in front of a crowd to being unable to speak at all. You just completely freeze up. People with glossophobia will evade public speaking whenever possible, usually avoiding occupations that even require public speaking. As with social phobia, this may stem from the fear of being embarrassed in front of others. I don't have this at all. I will go up and talk in front of anybody about anything I absolutely love public speaking, so I'm definitely not on the glossophobia list, but I can definitely see how I know several people who are. It is very common fear in the United States. Mysophobia comes in at number four on the list of most common fears in the U.S. This affects 13.2% of the U.S. population. Mysophobia is the fear of germs. A person with mysophobia might also be called a germaphobe. They may be so afraid of dirt or getting dirty um, or just places where germs may even be present. People with mysophobia are going to excessively wash their hands. It's going to be an obsession. They're going to use hand sanitizer all the time. They may avoid public spaces where high levels of germs could, could be present, such as public restrooms. They're going to be extremely clean and disinfect pretty much absolutely everything in their home. They're typically going to avoid touching other people. In extreme cases, they may also avoid leaving their home altogether. This phobia can arise from the fear of contracting an illness upon exposure to germs. It may be also related to hypochondria, which is a condition wherein a person is overly anxious about their health, while it is also thought to be related to OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, People with OCD tend to be more obsessed with the act of washing their hands rather than the exposure to germs. So there is a little bit of difference there. So we're getting close to being about halfway through the list. Number five is sinophobia. 
Sinophobia is the fear of dogs. It affects 13% of the U.S. population. People with sinophobia will commonly freeze at the sight of a dog and have intense symptoms of anxiety. Furthermore, people with sinophobia, they're going to avoid situations where they could encounter a dog, um, which can be difficult given the abundance of pets in our society today. They may find it difficult to interact with others who even have dogs, including friends or family members. They may even avoid becoming friends with a dog owner. This phobia usually arises from a negative experience with dogs many times as a child. The person may have had an interaction with an aggressive dog at some point, or they witness a family member being bitten or attacked or chased by a dog. This fear can also develop indirectly by observing a family member that has sinophobia. So if you see other people who are afraid of dogs, you can inherit that fear as well. So that brings us to six. I said this is the top 12 of the greatest fears that affect people in the U.S. We actually have a tie uh, at number six. We have two that affect 10% of the U.S. population. Those fears being astrophobia, which is the fear of thunder and lightning, and trypanophobia, which is the fear of injections. When it comes to astrophobia, uh, people with astrophobia were going to experience extreme symptoms of anxiety during storms, which many times will be amplified, especially if the person is alone. People with astrophobia are going to likely be constantly up to date on the weather. They're going to avoid leaving their home if a storm is expected. And during a storm, if there happens to be one, they're often going to find a safe place to hide where the noise is going to be diminished. This fear can also be experienced by animals, such as dogs and cats. The fear of thunder and lightning is thought to come from traumatic experience related to storms involving thunder or lightning. I don't have this at all. Um, I actually sleep better during storms when the weather is stormy. I absolutely find peace in it. Um, Usually because I'm such a heavy sleeper, I don't even know what's going on in the first place. Now, the next one that I mentioned, I definitely have this trypanophobia, the fear of injections. Um, It's also known as the fear of needles. People with trypanophobia are going to experience extreme anxiety in response to procedures requiring a needle stick, such as getting a shot or getting their blood drawn. The response can often occur at the sight of a needle. Before the procedure is performed, they'll often become very dizzy or even faint in response to the needle stick. People with trypanophobia may avoid medical care due to their fear. In some cases, the symptoms of trypanophobia can also be induced by observing others undergoing injections. The anxiety may also be linked to a fear of hospitals, doctors, and or medical procedures in general, which tend to involve needles. It can also be the result of traumatic experience with a prior procedure involving an injection. Now, I'm not going to get super dizzy and faint, but I'm going to avoid needles at all costs. You're not going to see me going, uh, getting my blood drawn for fun. You're not going to see me going and getting tattoos, which involve needles, because I do not like them, and I do not like the thought of a foreign object being entered into my body. It just completely stresses me out. So out of the ones we've mentioned so far on the list, that's got to be the first one I have. And let me tell you, it is very intimidating. The needles, not a fan, never have been, never will be. Coming in at number seven, well, I guess eight, depending on how you rank your list, because there was two tied for six. We'll say coming in at number eight on the list is social phobia, also known as social anxiety disorder. It affects 7.1% of the U.S. population. 
It's a fear of social situations, usually involving people the person doesn't know very well. Most people associate social phobia with being shy or introverted, but it is much more than that. People with social anxiety are extremely afraid of social interactions to the point that it's frequently delibitating and interferes with their life. People with social phobia will avoid social situations, sometimes refusing to even leave their own home. It's usually brought on by fear of judgment by others or feeling exceedingly self-conscious when out in public. They're afraid of being embarrassed or humiliating themselves in front of others. Again, I don't have this similar to public speaking. I love being out in a crowd, even if it's of people I don't know. I don't have this, but again, I, I know a few people who just at all costs will do whatever they can to stay by themselves in an area where they're comfortable that they don't have to worry about that social anxiety. And of these phobias, it's time for another one that I have. That is number nine on the list, aerophobia, which is the fear of flying. 6.5% of the U.S. population is affected by this. People with aerophobia become extremely anxious when flying. For some, it's brought on by simply entering a plane or even the thought of entering a plane, whereas others experience the phobia when there's turbulence during a flight. People with aerophobia will avoid flying if they can. If it's absolutely necessary, some may endure it with great anguish, while others will simply choose not to go anywhere that would require them to fly and be in a plane. People with aerophobia may become anxious and dreadful in the days leading up to a trip to the point where it could interfere with their work or social life. This phobia tends to stem from the fear that the airplane will crash. It can also be a combination of other phobias that accumulate in the environment of an airplane, such as fear of confined space, heights, no escape, or an outbreak of illness. I've never been in a plane, so I don't necessarily know how bad my aerophobia is, but the thought of being in a plane and having it crash is absolutely terrifying, and it makes me very anxious. I will be going on a plane here in several months coming up, and it's something that I think about. Not all the time, but I definitely do consider like, oh man, what happens if this goes down? It's just a scary thought, in my opinion. So we'll see. I'm not too worried about it, but it will be what it will be. Coming in at number 10 on the list is something that I don't have, but I know several people who do. And no, this is not the fear of Santa Claus, even though it is claustrophobia. That's the fear of small spaces. Space can be, you know, it can vary from a confined area like a closet or an elevator to being trapped in a crowded room or just people invading one's personal space when it comes to claustrophobia. When feeling trapped, they'll experience extreme sensations of anxiety similar to a panic attack, which will likely subside when they remove themselves from the space or situation that made them uncomfortable. People with claustrophobia will avoid putting themselves in these situations at all costs, basically whenever possible. This phobia may stem from a traumatic event as a child, such as being trapped in a small space for some period of time. People with claustrophobia also tend to consider their personal space as farther from their body than people without claustrophobia. So basically, what that means is their personal space is more easily interfered with compared to other people. We've got two fears left. You know, spooky season is here. There's all kinds of scary things. You'll have ghosts and goblins and, and all the whole nine yards of people when they're trick-or-treating. But... Throughout everyday life, you may have to deal with these phobias as well. 
And this brings us to number 11 of the most fears that affect the U.S., and that is acrophobia, which kind of ties into the fear of flying we talked about earlier, but acrophobia is the fear of heights, which affects 2 to 5% of the U.S. population. Acrophobia, uh, like I said, the fear of heights, but people with acrophobia are going to commonly have symptoms of spinning, also known as vertigo, and response to situations where they perceive they're high off the ground. Um, in response to their heights, they may also freeze in place and are unable to move from the spot. They just lock up. In most cases, the feeling of anxiety is relieved when the person returns to ground level. People with acrophobia will often avoid situations involving heights. The severity of this phobia can vary greatly. In some people, the fear will be onset from standing at the top of a tall building, while in others, it can be induced by scaling a ladder. This phobia stems from the person losing confidence in their ability to stay balanced or fearing that they will fall. People with acrophobia tend to overestimate vertical distances, meaning that at certain heights, they perceive themselves as being higher off the ground than they actually are. You would think, since I have a fear of being in a plane and flying, that I would have the fear of heights, but I, I do not. I enjoy things like Ferris wheels and roller coasters where you, where you go up on the very top I find great joy in that, and I think it's awesome. But, I don't know. They, they don't combine for me, but they do for others. But what that does, it brings us to our last fear in the top 12 fears in the U.S. today of the most common. That is agoraphobia, the fear of a situation where escape may be difficult. It affects 0.9% of the U.S. population. Agoraphobia is defined in many different ways. But in general, it is known as the fear of a situation where escape may be difficult or where help will, may not be able to reach them in the case of an emergency. Other definitions include the fear of leaving home alone, fear of crowds, or fear of having a panic attack in public. People with agoraphobia tend to think of places outside of their home as unsafe. People with agoraphobia usually experience flashes of severe fear resembling a panic attack. They may avoid situations such as traveling, you know, on public transportation, standing in crowded rooms, taking a trip to the mall, pretty much anywhere where exits could be limited or the spaces that they're in, you know, if it's not wide open, but they just don't want to be exposed. Their symptoms can sometimes be relieved if accompanied by another person. Agoraphobia may stem from a traumatic experience, such as a loved one being severely injured or dying in a traumatic situation. And it can also be a fear of being a victim of a crime or an act of terrorism, exposure to an illness, or being in an accident. Now, I don't have that one either. But again, many of these, if you notice, they all tie together or many of them stem from a traumatic experience. But those are the 12 most common fears in the U.S. today. Hopefully, during this spooky season, you don't get too scared by the costumes and the haunted houses and the movies or the storms or whatever may occur, and you're able to have a good time, whether it be trick-or-treating or watching movies or carving pumpkins or going to a pumpkin patch or, or whatever that may be, you're able to have fun. And, you know, people always say that fears, sometimes they're crippling, but, but don't let it get you down. You know, it, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to seek help. Another common theme through that was if they're accompanied by another person, their, their fear kind of goes away a little bit. It is okay to seek help in any situation in life. That's another lesson to take away. 
And people say sometimes the best way to get over a fear is to face it. Now, depending on the fear, that may or may not be possible, but it is always something to consider. Until next episode, you know, live life, hang tight, have fun, like, share, subscribe like you always do, and enjoy spooky season in 2021.